Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Vera. And you're listening to Just, Just the, the Ticket, the podcast about all things travel, culture, languages, and living abroad. Today we have a new episode and a new guest. Um, I think it's probably better that, Steve, you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Steve, and I'm from New Zealand. I love gluten-free bread and have traveled many countries in Europe and across the globe. Nice. Nice. That's cool. I'm glad that you included that you love gluten-free bread. bread. Very important <laughs> character trait. It is. <laughs> um, especially this past holiday, because we have discovered that the best country to get gluten-free bread is Finland. Yeah. Yep. I did not know that before, but no doubt now I do. It. I wouldn't have even guessed. Yeah, me neither. So. To be honest. Today is a special day because Steve is leaving us after a long Finnish holiday. Very sad. Um, but it's also a happy day because we're going to talk about my favorite topic. Which is? Public transport. <gasps> uh, okay, well, before But, we get into that, we have, yeah. we have our three questions. Yeah. Do you want to introduce them? So, Steve, first question. What is the What is your favorite place that you have ever been to? Oh, I'm pretty stuck between two places. Um, <laughs> okay. N- Norway with its its great fjords and yeah, just excellent nature and Rome with its extremely ancient history and yeah, many many spots to to see in Rome. Uh, obviously followed by like pasta pizza and ice cream. So True. Uh, yeah. True. You, know, you so. can't beat those. No, I mean, really. I have never been there, but I can imagine. Yeah, you've had enough parts past that. Pasta, pizza, and gelato. Yeah, last yeah. Lifetime. And I can imagine. I can imagine the. Imagine it being even better than what yeah. you had. Yeah. I mean, you've been to Rome twice, right? Yeah, it's been about twenty something days in Rome. Yeah, so you're basically Roman now. Am I? That's how it works. <laughs> Roman, Italian, not sure. Do they call themselves Romans still? I I think not. No. <laughs> well, they're not ancient Romans. I was just meaning like, no, like I think they call current modern Romans. That's modern yeah. Romans. Yeah, yeah that sure. would be cool. Well, maybe not a modern Roman, but definitely a Roma. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you basically lived there for a while. Okay, so that's Rome and Norway. You you've just been one time, right? Yeah, one time. We drove through one of the fjords and lots of picnics, lakeside and. We walked to Trotunga. Where is that? In one of the fields. Not sure which one. <laughs> like somewhere south Norway. or uh, north? In, in the middle. It's okay. the one that has the million Instagram photos taken a year of people standing out on the rock edge uh, over yes. the field. Uh, I, I know that one. Yeah. 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 There is a queue and is a, actually... a really long path to, really? to get to go and stand on the rock. And it's a 33. Two kilometer hike from the start, so it's pretty surprising. There's that many people at the end of the hike. That's crazy. Mm. There's a queue of probably like 50 people to 100 people. And wow, I imagine that's it crazy. Somewhere like a few hundred people. Yeah. Can you can you do it without doing the full hike? Would you no. basically have to? hike? You have to hike there. So these people have. So there must be just a steady stream of hikers. It's like a nine yeah. hour, ten hour hike. That's very different to the hike that we did in Norway. That yeah. was like like mm. us and like. The person that we were traveling with, and then maybe ten two. people. Oh, oh, I don't even I remember mean, that many. I don't know if I would say there was ten people, but like across, across the whole mountain, there probably was about ten people in total. Maybe, yeah. but we didn't see that many. But it was like in the middle of winter. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was the beginning of winter. It was True. like October. True. We actually got scammed that trip. Oh, I'm sure we've talked about it before. I think so. Yeah, so we we hiked up a mountain, but it was over an hour. Yeah, and Norway was very very nice, very pretty. Yeah, we also enjoyed Norway. 
I'd love to go back, but the costs are outrageous. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one downside. Yeah. So that's one that's point for Italy, downside. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mind then, you, the the daily cost of ice cream consumption is pretty high in Italy. So yeah, <laughs> maybe it's pretty equal. To be fair. Okay. okay. Then second question is, uh, what's the worst place that you have ever been well, to? Well, I can't necessarily blame the place, but I spent four days in Singapore, which is the first time that I'd really ever been sick and drastically sick on a journey. I yeah. was also lucky it was the first time I'd really booked myself a nice hotel for a layover in transit. So I spent like four days in my hotel room. Yeah, at least that I was their, nice then. <laughs> the fruit and breakfast and whatnot for like three or four days straight. I made it out for like one hour and saw a mall. So looking forward to going back and seeing the place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's like one of our favorite places. Like, yeah. Yeah. We have it, it was really nice. But yeah, yeah, we also, we weren't sick there and we got to actually see it. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if that's your least favorite place, you have a good reason if you were sick, but it's not a very, it doesn't tell you much about the place. What's the what's the number three most interesting? Most interesting. Place. What's the most interesting place you've ever traveled to? This uh, this kind of question is a bit more like um, I guess you can take it slightly less objective, but you can take it your own way. Yeah, slightly less subjective. Sorry, a little bit more objective. So maybe like more unique place that you've been to or something. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a unique place, but I really enjoyed all the interesting facts on lots of walking tours around Berlin. Okay. It's the ah. first time I did like five days in a row of just joining, is it Sandman's? Not Sand- sure. That sounds like a walking tour company. Yeah, some walking tour company stuff yeah. like this. And yeah, I just did like five tours in a day, in a week with okay. them. And like they weren't too expensive. They were a pretty good price and, well, like donation based, but... Yeah, you yeah. Know, so. You spend a whole day with them, and some of them had like a you know thirty euro fee or something mm. um, because they were taking a train and then taking you. They like had a group pass through the attractions. Okay, that's cool. So much deep war history. Yeah, and, like you could stand on the like car park that used to be like Hitler's bunker. Yeah, and oh, yeah. they took you to the university um, where it has the plaque with the books, uh, the glass, is and it the, the books hum- is dust. Humboldt? University? Not sure. What was special about it? Uh, it has the plaque which says those who burn books will eventually burn people who was oh, written by I one know of the, the professors. I know the, I know the plaque, but I don't actually know where it is or which yeah. university it's in. I don't yeah, think it's maybe. on Bolt, though. Okay. Yeah. I think it's some different one. The spooky part about that is the professor wrote that in 1800s. Okay, wow. so it's actually been yeah. Yeah. crazy. So, Almost yeah. like predicting yeah the future that's creepy yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Think we've talked quite a lot about germany and their like kind of dark history and stuff like that and yeah so yeah crazy. yeah i would actually love to do like a walking tour in berlin i never did that yeah you lived there for like four years and you still didn't do yeah that. yeah that's funny but also i guess like we we started to get at least us started to get interested in walking tours probably like right at the end of our mm. your, your time in berlin for example. yeah and i guess you never like really think to do that in your like the place that you're living yeah 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 that would be like a home and then go do a walking tour yeah i mean you could you could go to like a christchurch walking tour yeah yeah (laughs) it's probably not even that bad i don't know maybe maybe you'd learn something maybe there'd be heaps of earthquake facts yeah probably probably. (laughs) that's probably what 80 percent of it will be to be honest this car park used to be <laughs> this, this building. <laughs> this this place used to be a car park. <laughs> I guess uh, we can maybe move on to the topic then. Yeah. 
What do you think? That's I think that's all the questions that we normally ask anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't happen to know how many countries you've traveled to? Somewhere in the 40s. So a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Here or there. Probably the most, well, at least most than any of our guests so far. Yeah. Current probably guests. even. I, I think a couple of future guests have definitely beaten you. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that one of our one of our guests that we have planned is over 40. It'd be cool to cross 100, but I'd have to go and explore a lot of Africa and a lot of South America, mm-hmm. which I haven't even touched. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could... And Central America. Yeah, that's true. Central America would probably be the biggest one, actually, because you could take off 20 like, countries in a couple of weeks if you really wanted to. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but... Mm. Yeah. And then Asia. Like yeah. Vietnam and Laos and, and, and... Yeah, all the yeah. other countries in there. Mm. Yeah, and then it'd just be down to a whole bunch of islands like Fiji, Samoa, etc. I mm. could probably crack a hundred, but you know, it's about the enjoying the journey, not like racing through the country list. Yeah, completely. That's that's a good point. Okay, so the topic at hand. What we, did you want to talk about? Well, I, I guess like <laughs> look, it's it's kind of hard because this is kind of one of those topics that we have talked about a few times, and usually it's just me complaining about it because. <laughs> <laughs> because, because New Zealand like, public transport is so bad. Yeah, I mean, so bad is like, again, subjective. But I think that when you when you have been to Europe or something, then dead New Zealand public transport is terrible. But I think in general, it's not that bad. It's usable. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I guess. I have used it over the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, the buses and their routes and their timing isn't terrible. Yeah. It's just the lack of, like, adoption of mm. people using it. And the lack of optionality, like there are no trains, there is no trams. Yeah, there's really only buses. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say I'm in a pretty premium spot and I have like two bus routes. Yeah. Yeah. Like airport and city centre. Yeah. Extremely helpful, but like. But then if you want to go basically anywhere else, that's not those two places. You have to change a bus somewhere inconveniently and probably at a terrible timing. Okay. Well, how was it the first time for... You guys, when you like travel to a country with like really good public transport, like London or something, I think mine would have been Melbourne, but ah, I yes, didn't, but I true. didn't use that much public transport there enough, such that I was like, "Wow, this is an amazing public transport system." Yeah, because I basically just stayed in the city yeah, center the whole time. True. I did use it, but it, yeah. you know, it, it wasn't the same kind of benefit. So I think I didn't notice it till London. And I wonder if maybe Steve's was the same. Yeah, Sydney was my first one. I remember catching the train down from whatever the blue line is down up to Sydney. Basically covers the south side of Sydney. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, this is really cool. And like it deviates partway and goes out to like Cronulla and the Miranda Mall and stuff. So it's like, mm. it's pretty much a main route for those people to get into the city, mm. the biggest shopping mall in like New South Wales, I'm pretty sure, if not more. And, yeah. And also a beach town, right? Like, what else do you need for, for, yeah, for a true, bus route? True. And it has the airport on it as well. So, yeah. yeah. That's very convenient. So you probably took that train actually. Probably. I don't remember, but... Yeah, well, then what about... Did you take any other public transport while you were in Sydney? I took the ferry network, which was also, like, on the same cards. Yeah, like, that's really, really cool, easy. I think. Yeah. I remember that as well in I Sydney. Think, that's super cool. Idea. I think at the time, New Zealand was still operating on the, like, you must pay cash on the on the public bus, transport. and they, like, give you change. And then, like, it just felt, like, really crazy to go to another city and be able to... Just tap your card and pay to get on, mm. which futuristic. Is, yeah, yeah, it felt like a good step forward. Probably there were cards around that that time. You're not that old. 
<laughs> but but I guess it depends on the city that you're in as well, and then also like you really have to go out of your way to get those kind of transport cards in New Zealand. Yeah. So that is definitely one thing. And then in London, would you, well, did, do you think that, this is a weird question, but do you think that kind of opened your eyes to good public transport in Sydney? Or did you think you just appreciated it and you didn't yeah. really care apart from that? I think that it was when I got to London that you could really see the like forward planning that they're putting in. And like, it was especially noticeable, I think to me when they added like Elizabeth line, which like, what well, was five years ago when I lived there, and they were doing the work then for the line and they'd like planned the route across the whole city and how it would fit in with the other rail networks and where it would mm. stop and start. Mm. And it's like, you know, when New Zealand added to a bus route, it just drives some existing roads. It doesn't take that much. Like, I mean, it takes some planning, but not the planning it takes to dig tunnels, put in stations, extend existing stations and make good connections. Yeah. And it takes about the same amount of time as we, we move in New Zealand. <laughs> Any changes that we make, like five years or even less three or four years it took for the new line to be built so right okay what about so public transport good public transport bad public transport but um do you have any like weird memories of any public transport that you've taken yeah i think a a favorite memory is the the classic um people in the tube and the peak hour where they're really trying to like hustle and get through the doors and they're stopping trains (laughs) and they're trying to go in late and a favorite one for me was having a having someone who was rushing to work, I assume, in a full grey suit and to stop the train doors closing so that he would catch his train in time for work. He yeah. put his water bottle in the doorway. Yeah. And the door has a lot of pressure in London, so the water bottle just exploded <laughs> all down the front of his oh, grey suit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it probably goes without saying for anyone who's lived in London, but anyone on the train journeys really hates people who hold the doors open. Yeah. And thus... Probably, I don't know, is it like 2,000 people to a carriage? But there was a lot of laughter for anyone who saw it. <laughs> That's it was, so good. Yeah. That's really funny. It was rather brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. What about um, public transport when traveling? Can you think of anything that stands out? Anything interesting? Not really, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like, well, it depends where you go for public transport. I particularly remember Paris being like an interesting public transport system because they still use physical tickets and they're mm. tiny little slips. In Berlin as well, though. Yeah, but you use the slips kind of like how you use the... So in Paris, I remember you use these slips to take the public transport system, but you use them to actually like open gates, kind of like the same as it is in London, you know, how you have to oh, take yeah. your car to walk through. Ah. But in Paris, you actually put your ticket in and it like... And it, yeah. and it comes out the other side. Right. And then the gate opens. I and forgot I, about that. I found that was like quite like... Like, it's like a mixture of, like, really fancy tech and this really, like, old-school stuff. Yeah. And they was... have the big, like, barriers, like yeah. plastic window like, <laughs> barriers that open and close with your ticket. Yeah. It'd probably be impossible to, like, jump the barrier slash skip paying in Paris based yeah. on that. I think they're, like, as tall as a person, so, yeah. yeah. I think they would yeah. get the ceiling. Maybe. I can't remember. But I think it depends on where you were. How do you remember these things? Because I have, like, no memory of that. That's, like, an interesting thing as well, because I think because you've basically grown up with great or at least good public transport all the time. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it doesn't stand out to you as much as it would stand out to us. I don't know. Also, maybe I just have a weird memory. Yeah. Particular things like that. But, yeah, I guess there's not so many other places that I can think of that have such a interesting, I guess, quote mark. Um, public transport system because most of them are pretty like standardized now right it's not so interesting i saw but i always find it interesting that a lot of people pay for like 
reasonably expenses tour boats down harbors and things when there's usually like heaps of public transport routes that you can basically see the same yeah, journey. Yeah, for free. Mm. That's true. Or or like for like the price of a public transport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, not for free, but yeah, like very cheap yeah. basically. Basically. Perfect. Like if you have like a day ticket then you probably can use it for free. as well. I remember that's like that in London. Yeah. As a good example of that. But I'm mm-hmm. sure there's other cities. Can you think of any other places where it was like that? Sydney. Sydney's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And even kind of in Helsinki, because like you can oh, yeah. pay for the swim and lane boat like um with your public transport ticket. But then there are like multiple like those little boats. Private tour yeah. things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Interesting. I think it depends on what you uh like what you value mm. in terms of like when you're going on a trip somewhere or something. Like for us, maybe we can't justify the costs of something like that because we get so much value out of just like doing the thing already without a tour guide or something yeah. like that. I don't need the tea and coffee and cakes. Yeah, and yeah. I don't care that my public transport boat pulls into two harbours to drop other people. Yeah, Because I yeah. need to see the shoreline closer yeah. rather than just stay out in the harbour. We mm. actually, actually, we kind of broke that because we did exactly that in uh, Budapest. We literally went on a boat tour. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Although it wasn't that expensive, to be fair. But, yeah. But and then, that was really nice as well. Yeah. And we were just kind of sick of the heat at that point. Yeah. Because it was like 30 something degrees. Yeah. yeah. And it was our last day of our holiday. Public transport's another good place to just find air conditioning when you're traveling in mm, a whole country. That's mm-hmm. true. And see the place as well. Yeah. You can just like hop on a tram or, or like boat or whatever and just yeah. like. It's true. Pro tip for anybody on there. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about bikes mm-hmm. as well. I think that's like to me that kind of fits into the public transport. I mean, it's transport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, it's not always public transport, but I I see it kind of at the same level because maybe that's just because I'm biased from New Zealand, where people basically treat anybody who takes bikes and anyone who takes buses as poor people, right? Yeah. If you take either, or maybe not always poor people, but at least like beneath you people, like you're not in a car, so you, there must be something wrong with you. That's kind so of thing. weird to me. Yeah. Because, yeah, I obviously haven't, like, grown up with that mindset. Yeah. I think I'd definitely, like, if I work in town again in Christchurch at some point, I'll definitely try the bus route in there and see how it is. Because, mm. like, you're stuck in the same line of people, but you don't have to pay attention yeah. to the road and the driving. That's true. True. And maybe takes usually, like, maybe somewhere between five and ten minutes longer. Yeah. But, but the amount of, like time that you get to yourself is so much higher because driving requires so much concentration and frustration, mm. especially if you're like driving amongst like busy traffic and you're basically just sitting there half the time. Yeah. yeah. But I think that was one thing that I loved in London was I'd always take the bus into work, even though it took 10 to 15 minutes longer because you can actually use the time. Yeah. As long as you can get the like upstairs seats and the big red buses, then like you have internet, you can plan yeah. your trips. I used to book vacations, travel, check on like Jack's Flight Club and like other places to not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored. <laughs> um, and you know, just generally use that time to do things. Whereas you're stuck in the tube, you're just sweating with the other people who are sweating in peak hour. It's kind of like yeah. completely wasted time. Yeah, complete sardines as well. Yeah. Like you're actually packed. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it was interesting leaving New Zealand and seeing all those, like, I don't know what you'd categorize them as, but all the bikes, scooters, all that, like, individual public transport mm-hmm. that's, like, more commercially offered, but, like, is very much appreciated by many people. I mean, I think the only reason people don't like those 
just Santander bikes is because like sometimes you bike to work and then the bike rack that you've got to return the bike to is full. So you have to bike to another one and then walk back to your office. Yeah. Right. But yeah. like you can't just leave them on the side of the pavement like the scooters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I guess because you were in London just recently, did you kind of notice that more people were biking and Bikling. Bikling. Bike. <laughs> Many people bikling. <laughs> Cycling and scootering. Or, or did you not, did not really stick out to you? I don't it know. Really stick out. I was two in central London slash like taking a train where you don't really see people cycling. Like, there's fair. no cycleways down the side of railway. Mm. Have you been to the Netherlands? I have. I remember the parks there are like... Not just for greenery, but they're also bike parks. Yeah. As oh, yeah. in, like, that metal rail that is meant to shape the area of park versus yeah, road. full of bikes. Yeah, absolutely yeah. full. Like, yeah. I swear people lock their bikes to other people's bikes mm. and just, like, hope that they'll get back before the other person <laughs> does because, like, there appear to be chains of bikes. If you're if you're from uh, Amsterdam or somewhere else in the Netherlands and you've done that before, please... Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> because that sounds hilarious. And also all the like bike, like roads, yeah. they were like almost more dangerous than the like actual roads. Actual roads. Mm-hmm. But, like you have to be more careful yeah. of the cyclists because they go so fast. Yeah. They're like the, the cars of, yeah. of yeah. Netherlands. Really? Yeah. They've just got like this flow and rhythm and everything. Yeah. If you get in the way, then you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> just like if you get in the way of a car or a truck or something. I've always found it interesting that light rail and monorail and things through cities aren't so common. Yeah. Like, mm. I've seen it in a couple of places, but I can't recall where. Well, but here like, is technically. Yeah. But like it, it doesn't feel as light as like, well, how like Vancouver rail? or Seattle or something had light rail to their airport. Might have been Vancouver. Yeah. And it was just like a single monorail train that goes out to the airport. And it was like, oh. it was almost like the shuttle that takes you between terminals at Singapore. Yeah. But it went like kilometers out of the city. I don't can't recall whether it was Vancouver or Seattle. Well, I guess like how different is that to like small commuter style trains? Like what we have for example, in Helsinki. Well, the thing is you already have the gaps between the buildings above the roads. So as long as you can suspend the rail... Oh, you so don't you have to dig like up above tunnels. Ground. Yeah, like above oh, ground yeah. is uh-huh. never. I've, I've heard that right. there's some of that in uh, Gold Coast, so that would be yeah. Brisbane, I guess. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I th- actually, you can fly to the Gold Coast, and if you go to the airport there, then there's like one of these like above ground monorails that take yeah. you directly to the yeah. city centre. Yeah, yeah, I think Coast. it was. Yeah. I always <laughs> wondered why they like didn't do more of that because it seems easy enough to suspend rail through a city. Like you might have to close a road for a while while you put it up there drill into some of the existing buildings but you've got mm-hmm. all, you've probably already got a lot of the structure that you need slash like you know it might be for like aesthetic reasons yeah, yeah. it doesn't some like cities it. won't choose it for that yeah. reason i guess yeah but you think of like futuristic movies and things and like they have it and it yeah awesome. no but like imagine like helsinki city center with all the old buildings it doesn't really like fit yeah. the same yeah vibe think, actually what's is it um is it dusseldorf or like some very nearby place that's very close to Dusseldorf that has that, but it's actually not on a rail. No, it's no, under it's, a rail. It's that. Is it like Wuppertal? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Wuppertal. It's basically just out of Dusseldorf. It's yeah. like a small town. So it's like a hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like imagine like yeah, kind of like a like a hand glider, but for the train. What yeah. hand glider? What's that? <laughs> Flying fox, but for the train. That's cute. <laughs> it's going like. Yeah, that's, that's worried about my train that's flying <laughs> off a cliff down to the city. 
Um, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. But yeah, I remember uh, reading about that. It was really cool. Yeah. I, I also wonder, like, about, like, more individual versions of that where it's, you know, like, is there some way that capsules or, mm. like, you know, in the most basic form, like a handrail you hold on to? I mean, obviously, there's safety <laughs> issues. But, like, <laughs> but like little capsules, like <laughs> like a lift that takes three people, but they come along, like, every minute. What? Oh, I mean, Steve is just, like, finding some you. new ideas. Yeah. So. Why not? <laughs> hey, that's definitely one of your trademarks. So. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I just want to invent a new public transport system. It must be kind of like a monorail. But they're, <laughs> you hold on to them like a flying fox and it just takes you there. And if you let go, well, oh, You well. die. <laughs> <laughs> you have to clip on. Come on. Oh, you clip oh, on. Right. right. Okay. So, so you think about it, right? Like roller coasters and stuff. I mean, You have individual seats and things. Oh, yeah. that would be cool. <laughs> a roller coaster public transport system. Man, this has got wild. <laughs> Literally, it also could have like loops and stuff just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, definitely. Everybody would want to. Maybe there would there'd be two lines: one line for the people that don't like roller coasters and so yeah. don't have loops, and the other one where it's super fun. It yeah. costs twice as much. No, imagine no. that, like oh, twist, doing the twist straight past the supermarket and like, yeah. the electronic <laughs> store. And if you let go at the right time, then you land perfectly in front of the shop. <laughs> oh okay. my goodness! Maybe we're getting too far. <laughs> I'm also thinking about all the screaming going on in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd never know if someone's in trouble or if they're just enjoying the public transport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I can't think of any other like interesting public transport things. Like, but I really like the. We, how do we get there from bikes? I don't yes. know. Oh, we're suspending the bikes now. Well, that's, I mean, you have to actually, that's one important thing when you're thinking of a public transport system. You have to also be able to get like luggages and bikes and stuff yeah. around. Like, good so. like commuting all of your like life's positions through London and peak hour. Like, I think if you land at Heathrow, you should just wait like two hours if you land at 6 p.m. Yeah. Like, it's just too <laughs> nasty. Yeah, I think so. It's Well, it's not nice to take public transport like that in London, how it is in the peak hours there. I just specifically remember back to that topic, just specifically remember how crazy, like you can't even sometimes get to the platform for like five minutes because it's just so chocker. Mm. Now we have come full circle. We have. Mm. Just like the this circle line. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good time. To, to wrap have. up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I can't think of anything else that's really that interesting about public transport, except that I'm really glad that we got to spend 20 minutes talking about it. So Yeah, it was very fun. All right. Well, in that case, then we'll let Steve get ready to take his flight and wrap up thanks for coming on the podcast thank you that was fun yeah, yeah cool and uh for all everybody else still here if you're somehow still here you know what to do <laughs> thank you for listening and click all the buttons what click all it? the buttons i don't know i don't even know how we wrap this up anymore <laughs> press like press share press yeah. subscribe i don't know yeah all those, all things. those things yeah and we'll see you next time see thanks. you then bye, bye.